I'm Mary Angela Abeo, creator of the Faces of Fortitude movement, which is a safe space for faces of suicide and mental illness to share their stories and help each other heal. And this is Face to Faces, a conversation series featuring people from all walks of life, exploring the real human emotions we're all dealing with as the world around us rapidly evolves. I'm glad you're here with us. Let's lean in. My guest today is Taylor Briggs, who uses he, him pronouns, and is the scholarship program manager at the GSBA, does amazing work in the community, and I'm so proud to call him a friend. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, well, I feel like we've never had a chance to like sit and talk about work, which is so, it's great for friends yeah. to be able to do that. So I'm excited. But I've also kind of fallen in love with the GSBA in the last <laughs> six months since I've been involved. And so I'm really excited to um, let the Faces of Fortitude fans and followers and the listeners know what the GSBA is. So correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> the details that I... Uh, know about the GSBA. It's Washington State's LGBTQ and allied chamber of commerce. You got it's it. the largest in the country. This is true. They represent over 1,300 small businesses, corporations, nonprofit members who all strive to promote equality and diversity in their workplace. Their programs provide classes, training for small businesses to assist in marketing, visibility, and business development, as well as training to promote more progressive business policies and equality and diversity and inclusion in the workplace and beyond. Um, and I was honored to be part of the volunteer team in the section of the company that you work um, yeah. in the scholarships, the more philanthropic side of the GSBA, providing access to higher education to LGBTQ and allied students by awarding financial scholarships. And right now they're four-year guarantee scholarships, correct? Yes, they are. Yep. And over 30 years, you've awarded over $4 million to deserving scholars in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. That's bananas. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, it's our 30th year. And so in the first year, which was 91, we awarded two scholarships for 2500 each. And now this year, it's 60 students and we're investing $600,000. So it's really just blown up in such an amazing way since then. Well, and I was thinking about it and I was doing the math about, you know, when it started and I was thinking about where I was that year and what I was doing. And as, as a young queer teen, I didn't know that GSBA existed, you know? Yeah. And I think looking back, it's like, Oh wow, look at where you've grown and how many people know. Mm -hmm. And still people need to know, but right. um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's an incredible organization. I was, grateful to be able to go to the fundraiser, the Equilux mm -hmm. annual fundraiser that helps raise the money for what you do the, for these scholarships. And it was just mind blowing, totally yeah. mind blowing. So you, uh, you, you have a very special job. I know. I mean, I constantly, I'm like, wow, when I was in college and first like realized that I was queer and that I was trans and that, um, you know, like activism and supporting community was really important to me. Like this was the dream job. And now to be sitting here like, yep, I am. Wow. I'm 26 and like have the dream job that I, you know, always thought I wanted. It, um, it feels 
I feel really um, privileged to be doing the work that I get to do. And to be able to think back to your younger self and say, wow, can you imagine if I would have known about that? Now, when you meet younger queer trans youth, you can say, there's this thing that I'm doing Mm -hmm. that I didn't have. And it's kind of, and I kind of felt that way, even in the um, process of selecting scholars. And that's Mm -hmm. the volunteer team that I was on. I felt that way. I felt like I was so excited to be able to help them because this is an opportunity that so many of us didn't have. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's true of a lot of our interviewers who, who all volunteer to do the work and for people who volunteer to be on like our scholarship steering committee. A lot of folks had, um, you know, came out in college. I think that's a big time for self-discovery and, and people to be able to do that. Um, but then had really negative experiences with family members or folks and lost support. So I think so many of us have that kind of that nexus of of why we support, which is um, really sad to think about all of these people who didn't have families or support systems behind them at the time when they were in college, but now to all be um, through that trauma, like showing up for other people and for next generation, I think is really beautiful to like come together for that purpose. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Well, before we really get started, I'd like to start with an emotional check-in. The world is a weird place right now. We're all working from home. You had to make yeah. a huge shift with your with the scholarship selections. Like how are you doing personally? How are you like are how's your emotional place? My emotional place, that's a great question. It's shifted a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um to be honest, I was feeling really low and really depressed last week. Um, this week has been a little bit better. Um, but even as an introvert, like, I think it's, it's hard to feel like my home is both my home and my workspace and my, I mean, it's everything. It's, you know, these four walls of, um, I love my home, but you know, it, it becomes a lot to, to stay in one place. Um, so it, it kind of is a day by day thing. Some days are better than others. Um, I do like a little bit more of the freedom to like get up and make myself breakfast and like take care of myself on a personal level that sometimes feels hard when you're kind of rushing to get to the office right. every morning. Um, but I'm doing okay. I feel very, again, very lucky to like have a job that feels stable and meaningful. Um, and that I get to, to help my community, um, in really, meaningful ways. So yeah, it's a mixed bag, but today's good. Well, good. I, yeah. I did wonder how the company is doing, how GSBA is, is now having to uh, basically adjust their work, their process. I imagine that actually you're probably very busy because what you all do helps the businesses of Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. And so Right now, so many of the businesses are hurting. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure a lot of them are coming to you wondering if there's support, if there's aid, if there's help. Even the scholars probably are like, how do we how do we manage this? And so Mm -hmm. I know for me, a chamber of commerce in general or a a place of information, um, especially that is filled with my community and the queer community, that's probably the first place I would go to. So I'm just assuming (laughs) that you all are probably a little overrun. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, our our staff meetings are set for an hour every Monday morning, and they have definitely been going longer. Just a lot of story sharing, anecdotes from people. Um, I'm not on our membership team, but our membership team has been talking a lot about um, 
I mean, I guess not specifically naming this, but I think we're all going through some, some secondary trauma. Um, we are all fortunate to be working, but a lot of our businesses are really struggling, feeling like, um, you know, feeling really sad that they're having to lay people off or that they might have to close their doors or that they're just not going to make it through um, this crisis. So having to like hear all of that information and the stress and anxiety that people are experiencing. And we have a lot of answers, but we don't have all of the answers and we don't have like the magic, like here's the thing that's going to fix your problem. So um, holding all of that is, um, is a lot, but I think as we, as a staff, we do a pretty good job of, of connecting and supporting each other. Um, because I think that's really important to know that we're not in it alone um, and that we all have unique skills and talents and um, communities that we're a part of to kind of point people in different directions. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot and it's a lot for everybody. It is. And I, I, I do feel like you, you all, your whole, whole organization is such a great support in the beginning when this, uh, shelter in place first happened. The GSBA had a live event on Facebook with some business business owners from the Hill, from Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. that had to close or that were having problems. And I remember um, Chef Christy Brown, I believe, mm-hmm. um, was just talking about just starting up and then having to lay off our workers, and yep. then also having uh, the pressure of of people saying get takeout from your restaurants and all of this right. and, and uh, saying we all can't do that. And so I think that uh, the GSBA has done a great job of trying to put those leaders into the light as well and yeah. uh, voicing their opinions and their feelings and their stress. And I think that it's probably really hard for you because you all work so hard to lift these businesses up. Mm-hmm. So watching them um, struggle is got to be hard. What resources do you know of for your scholars, for your businesses, for your members? Uh, I know that there's some people that are struggling because there's so much information out there. Yep. And it's so hard to know who to talk to, what's correct. They're not getting clear answers. Mm-hmm. And I know a few restaurant owners, POC, female-owned restaurant restaurant owners that are struggling because they can't get answers. Right, right. We so we developed on our website um, a COVID nineteen specific resource page that includes both resources for business owners, also resources for employees who might be experiencing hardship from reduced hours or um, or being laid off um, even temporarily um, from this crisis. And then we also have um, resources on there for for students. Um, and I know our Marcom team is working really hard to just make sure that that page is up to date. Um, because information is changing so rapidly and it's hard to know who to trust. Um, but to the best of their ability are really making sure that there's um, concrete and clear and up-to-date information on that page. Um, so that's being updated constantly. Um, and then beyond that, we have um, rapid response sessions that we're starting to do weekly um, with folks who do have, you know, the accurate information that people are looking for. So I believe this last week we had a lawyer who was talking about um, unemployment and how to deal with that both as a business owner and as someone who's who's looking to access that um, as an employee. Um, 
So we're trying to put people who are reputable and have correct information in front of people and being able to access that over Zoom uh, to just do question and answer sessions. Um, so we're doing that. And then our membership team um, is fielding a lot of calls and doing a lot of direct outreach to our business owners um, to just chat with them about what challenges they're experiencing, what questions they have about SBA loans, um, and a lot of the other like government information that is coming out right now through the right. CARES Act. But um how to know if you're if you're reading the correct information. So our membership team is doing a really good job of just chatting with people about um, all of the resources that are out there and then how to access them. Um, okay. I'll make sure and get all of those links for from you and put yeah. that when this publishes, because I think that right now that's the biggest question that I'm hearing from people mm-hmm. is that they're not sure what's correct and they want something Pacific Northwest specific. They mm-hmm. want to know that they're going to be taken care of here because I think federal and larger scale things are so far out right now, timing wise, yep. that um, it's scary, mm-hmm. it's super scary. Yeah. Uh, what is what's happening for the mental health of your team, because I think uh, of the GSBA team, because I think right mm-hmm. now that's what I worry about is these larger yeah. orgs that are carrying so much weight and that are carrying so many people um, emotionally that making mm-hmm. sure that you all are okay. Yeah. Um, I think our leadership has been really great about talking about that and just naming it within our staff meetings. Like, the first step is like self-awareness. Like this is a hard time. We're probably all experiencing trauma and different trauma responses. Um, So how can you take care of yourself within that? And I think it looks different for each individual person. Um, But there's been a big emphasis on, on flexibility. Um, So, you know, we want you to be working because there's a lot of work to be doing, but please take breaks, please go outside, um, you know, six feet away from people, but take a walk, you know, get some fresh air, see some green things. Um, you know, taking care of your physical body is just as important. Um, I think as a part of, of good mental health practice and checking in with yourself. Um, and then leadership is saying too, like, I'm always here if you want to talk. Um, and, and we can figure something out. We can be flexible. Um, your hours might shift a little bit this way or a little bit this way. And, and that's okay. Um, just be, you know, right. communicating. And I think they, they're doing a good job of, of trying to create an open space for that. I love that. Yeah. It's so fortunate that you have that in your team. Yeah. I feel really grateful. That's awesome. Um, I would love to know what specifically you suggest for I have a lot of personal friends and just uh, acquaintances that are freelance, trans, and queer business owners that have like chairs in a salon that they rent or they're Mm -hmm. photographers or, you know, I think that there are people that are struggling that feel like they don't have a voice or their voice isn't very loud. They feel like they don't want to bring attention to themselves, Mm -hmm. but they need help. And I don't, I don't know all the places to send them as well. But I do know that I I put a call out to uh, friends that I knew would have questions. And um, Mm -hmm. that was one of them is the freelancers. What do they do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been seeing a lot of things floating around that we're trying to share on our website as well, just about like artist relief funds, which I think are 
I feel really fortunate in the Pacific Northwest to have a lot of people contributing to those funds that I know, and then a lot of people accessing those. Um, for trans books uh, specifically, I know that Inger Soul Gender Center has a, um, okay. they have a relief fund going out right now. So folks can access, I think, up to $500 for rent, up to $500 for food. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And, and then I think, I think reaching out and asking for help is the biggest thing. Um, I'm not as well versed in what we have to offer for business owners as our membership team, but I know our membership team welcomes those calls um, right. and they have, they have the most up-to-date list and access to resources of, of who to reach out to. Okay. Um, I know sure. a lot of yeah, a lot of nonprofits I think right now are are doing a good job of of trying to be nimble and and innovative. So transitioning resources online. Um, I know Ingersoll as well is still doing their weekly trans resource group um, every Wednesday evening through Zoom now. Um, so I think there's things out there, um, but asking for help from the right people who knew, who know what those resources are. And I would say our membership staff does a really good job about directing people to resources. I agree. I, I think that's great. And I will include all of that because I think I didn't know so many weekly zoom meetings were happening. And I think that's, mm-hmm. um, it's real time. And I think, and it's also connection right now. We're just right. trying to connect to people. Yep. I mean, I don't know about you, but that zoom meeting, it was kind of exciting to see, you know, hundreds of people being mm-hmm. you know, fed through and just how many people were, it, we all were just hungry for connection at that right. point. Right. Um, lastly, I just want to know, and this is, Per, a personal question before I start my lightning round questions is um, what are, what do you want people to know about uh, right now, how to get through this, whether it's on a GSBA level, whether it's on a personal level, whether it's on a queer level, as far as the <laughs> queer community, um, yeah. what message do you want to give out? Cause right now there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot mm-hmm. of fear. And I would love to be able to, share each of our human experiences with each other just to be able to help. Yeah. I think something that I've been trying to tell myself a lot, um, which is hard work is um, it's okay to not be okay. Um, Because I think uh, there's this pressure to just be like, it's fine. This isn't a traumatic experience. Like I'm getting through just grind, grind, grind and chug along. Um, but I think it's okay to take a breath and a pause and be like, ah, you know what? This is actually really hard. And to name that, um, and a lot of people are struggling and that I'm not alone in that. Um, I think unfortunately through trauma and difficult times, like there comes a big calling for people to, to recognize that a lot of our systems are broken. Um, and, and that systemically yeah. this is hurting queer people, POC, um, folks who are differently abled a lot harder than it is other folks um, who are hold more privileged identities. So I think it's okay to name, like, I'm uniquely experiencing a lot of challenge right now. And also, this is shedding light on a lot of bigger systemic issues. Um, so how can I be leaning in um, to those conversations and connecting with community who hold similar identities so we can build a movement of solidarity um, to right a lot of the wrongs that exist in our, in our society. 
Yes, 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 times 100. Yes, because I think especially right now what I'm hearing through my community, which is very, uh, you know, everyone is already dealing with so much Mm -hmm. mental illness, loss. Um, The rest of the people that are now just experiencing some anxiety maybe for the first time. It's it's kind of funny that I have people coming to me going, how do I respond to people that are just now feeling anxiety for the first time? (laughs) Welcome to my home. You know, this is where I've always lived. (laughs) And so I think that that's kind of this common thing, especially like you said, so many people that are not as privileged, bodied, abled in their life, differently Mm -hmm. abled, like they're, it's hard to relate to each other at times like this sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's dealing with it. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for my lightning round question? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I want to know your favorite curse word. Fuck, definitely. Yes, that is like it's so versatile. Right, exactly. Do you have a favorite like <laughs> fuck phrase? Fuck it. Yes, I, I have I'm not in that, that mood recently. You know, <laughs> like I'm just like my partner is like, should I eat this ice cream? It's only eleven thirty a.m. I'm like, fuck it. Yes, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Yes, please. I love that. Okay. Um, yeah, fuck it. That's, I'm going to use that. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Are you doing, for, for your self-care right now, is there a book or a, like a type of movie or TV show or music that you're listening to right now? Um, I We've recently had like a lot of um, like Spotify, um, like Burning Man uh, beats right now. <laughs> it feels that. really so like fun. dancey, but also calming. And we were like thinking of going to Burning Man if it was going to happen later this year, which now like who knows. Um, yeah, right. But I think it reminds me of like life hopefully will go on and that there will be celebration and party and um but also I can like make some of that environment here in the house now. I love that though. <laughs> I'm, I need some Burning Man beats clearly. <laughs> um, so I want to know influential people for you. So it doesn't necessarily have to be three, but influential mm-hmm. people that have helped you be who you are today or inspire you that are not white, heterosexual, cis males because they have enough attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot about my, um, college professors, um, there were so many amazing ones. Nandi Crosby is one that comes to mind. Um, she does a lot, uh, she's a sociology professor, um, and does a lot of work, um, with incarcerated communities, um, and working in the prison abolition movement. Um, before I went to college, I was going to be an English major. So I was like, wow, reading a lot of white cis old <laughs> men texts. And then when I started discovering my queerness and transness, I was like, I don't see myself in any of this. So I changed to be a women's studies major and just was like, you know, all of a sudden having this like language to articulate so many experiences that like I knew I was having, but I didn't know how to talk about them. So I'm really, really thankful for a lot of the um, professors who introduced me to theorists that I was finally like, oh, so people are talking about this. This isn't just my experience. This is a collective experience. Um, It was really beautiful. I love that. That's a great answer. Um, Okay. 
this last question is important because it, it was asked to me once and it made me cry. And I was like, okay, I need to know everyone's answer to this. Um, if you could have lunch with your younger self, what would you tell them? And more importantly, what would you eat? And also what age would you be? Cause that's important too. Um, I think I would be 10. Oh, wow. And I would eat um, my grandmother's spaghetti. Oh. She always used to make that for us, um, her, like, special sauce. Um, and at that time, when I was 10, I was in fifth grade, and I was the first uh, girl to be trying out for the football team. And there... Like, Tried the out for the football team when you were 10? I did. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> um, and I remember like going to sign up for tryouts and they're like, Oh, Hey, sweetie, like, are you here to be a cheerleader? And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. That was just like such an empowering like experience for me to feel like, yeah, this is, just, I like to play football. So I'm going to play football. Um, but I think still I internalized a lot of the messages of like, but you're not really meant to be here. This really isn't your space. Um, and so I think I would have just told myself like, yes, this is your space. And yes, like you're, you're doing what you love and you're playing and that's what kids, you know, are supposed to be doing. And so play and have fun and enjoy. And it doesn't matter, you know, what the coaches or the other kids are saying. Um, cause I think I've carried a lot of those, like, this isn't meant for you, but it is any space is meant for us if we, if we make it so. So, yeah. Yeah. That could be like a whole other podcast interview because I do feel like there's so many of us, especially as we're discovering who we are, which is something that happens our whole life. Mm -hmm. We all kind of have those thoughts in our heads, whether they're said to us by family or friends or coaches or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. And I love, I, I so would have been your friend at 10. If I knew that you <laughs> tried out for the football team, I would have been like, Yes. And I'm behind you. And I'm like, this is why they're here. And everybody that's amazing. I love that story. Um, well, can you tell us where to find you where to find the org online uh, on all the social because right now, yeah. uh, unfortunately, that's our only connection to people. I know, I know. So our website is pretty easy. It's just the gsba.org. Um, and right on the homepage, there's that link to the COVID-19 specific Perfect. resource page. Um, so that should be what you see front and center. Okay. Um, my email is taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, B, at the gsba.org. So I'm happy to chat if anybody has questions about scholarship um, or just educational resources. Um, and then the socials, we're all over the socials. We have a Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. Um, so if you search just GSBA, um, you should find us pretty easily. Yeah. And your social media has been really on point and really informative over this whole mm -hmm. span of time. And so that's mm -hmm. whoever's doing that, um, give them props cause they're doing a great job and, and thank you so much for being here. I of appreciate all the work that you do and I'm excited for us to be able to award scholarship soon yeah. so <laughs> and you should be very proud of that work because that is a huge light in what we're all experiencing right now that mm -hmm. we can actually make somebody's life better and and be part of that so i'm excited to be part of it so me too thanks for being Thank here you. and take care please yep you too 
thanks for joining us for this conversation as part of our Face to Faces series. We hope you'll join and support the Faces of Fortitude community on Instagram at Faces of Fortitude, on Facebook at Faces of Fortitude Portraits, and on Twitter as myself, Mary Angela Abeo. If you'd like to become a face in the project or join me in conversation on the podcast, or maybe you have an idea for a topic we should explore or a person we should interview, please contact us at booking at facesoffortitude.com. And until next time, please have extra patience and kindness for yourself and others.